Hey everyone, and welcome back to Trig Talks. It's been a while since I've been with you all, and I do apologize. A lot of other things going on, finishing up some grad work, life, dropping my daughter off at college, so just a lot that's been happening in our lives. But today, I, I want to talk to you about a topic that I believe touches all of us at some point, and that is the topic of loneliness. I mean, this is something that if we want to call it a universal human experience, that's exactly what it is. And we, we go through times in life where we just feel lonely. And even though dropping off my daughter at college, I know that without a shadow of a doubt, within a few months, she's going to call home surrounded by thousands of kids her age, and she's going to feel lonely because she's away from home. She's away from the familiar. And, and in this episode, we're going to explore ways that we can overcome loneliness and, and how we can cultivate meaningful relationships and connections to help us overcome that. So if you're dealing with loneliness, you probably already have your blanket and you're probably already curled up on the couch. So just grab your coffee, maybe a little journal or a notebook as we go through some ways to overcome this serious epidemic of loneliness. So to kick things off today, what I want to do is is lay the groundwork so we understand what loneliness really is and and why loneliness affects us the way that it does. And as we we think about loneliness, we have this idea in our mind of isolation. You know, I am a great father and introduced my children to the Twilight Zone last week. My mom and dad were in and they were looking at some old school shows we used to watch. And so I brought him in on the Twilight Zone. And one of the episodes that we watched showed this man that actually snapped at the end of the episode. He went crazy because he woke up. He felt in a bad dream. And and in this dream, there was no one there. They were in this city and it was a ghost town. The phone would ring. No one there to answer. And, and he literally tried to wake himself up from the dream and nearly died. And then when that happened, the scene changed and the military was all standing around and they were waking this man up, getting him water, throwing water in his face and come to find out he was in real life isolation preparing for a very possible trip to the moon, which at the time of the filming, I'm not sure was even a thought at that time. And so they wanted to train this man to see how long the body could last in isolation. So in this little chamber, he about snapped as he was there. And and that's what we think about when we think about loneliness. I love the show Alone. And our family watches Alone. My wife and I watch it. and, And we just enjoy watching the episodes. And I like it because it's these men and women who are dropped out in middle of no man's land and they are completely alone. And when you watch clips from some of these people who have been out there, it's just amazing when they're talking about themselves or being interviewed or or maybe doing something on YouTube and talking about what it was like. Man, it is not fun to be alone. And, And we watched one episode where this guy was amazing. I mean, he made everything from a toilet to a kitchen sink to he made a game of Yahtzee. I mean, the guy was a survivor. And he he totally mastered what it would take to survive in the wilderness. Yet he was one of the first of the 10 to tap out. Why? Because he missed his wife and he couldn't stand being alone. 
as a young man, he went through a lot of trauma. And, and from someone who's gone through trauma, I understand that. And being lonely, well, you don't want to be lonely. You want someone there with you. And, and from the trauma he went through and then being alone on the show, he just couldn't take it anymore. And he had to quit. It was isolation that he could not handle. I mean, when somebody gets in trouble at prison, where do they go? Solitary confinement, total isolation. It's not natural for us to be alone. So when we think about alone, yes, there's this aspect of isolation, but there's also another take on loneliness. Yes, it's also isolation, but it's more than that. It's, it's a feeling of disconnect from others, um, even when we're surrounded by people. Uh, it's amazing how we, we can see in this day and age our social influencers, you know, social media influencers and, and people who are connected to thousands on a daily basis committing suicide and in, in proclaiming that they were lonely. I mean, how can someone who is in connection with millions be lonely? I mean, all they'd have to do is write, hey, the fifth person to direct message me gets a trip to my farm and can hang out with me on the farm and see what it's like. And they would immediately have connection. But they're not going to do that because of the state of loneliness that, that they are finding themselves in. And, and it's a depression and it's, it's superficial relationships. And they know it's a superficial relationship. And, and even though they're, they're connected to everybody on the planet, they're not truly connected. And it's just a very difficult place for all these people to find themselves in. And so when we are going through loneliness, what is wrong <coughs> with us? When we are going through loneliness, what is wrong with us? What, what is happening? We, we are connected, but why do we feel so disconnected? Well, many things can bring that on. When I was really struggling through this, for me, it was right after my heart attack. And, and everybody else was going on with their lives. Everybody else was doing their own thing. Everybody else seemed to be fantastic, but not me. Everybody was going to work on Monday, and I was home. Everybody was going to sports games, and I couldn't do it. My friends were going out to eat, and I was stuck at home because of But I think the biggest thing about loneliness is realizing really what it is. You know, we, we are in a state of depression, maybe. We, we don't want to see people. I didn't want to see anybody. I wanted to stay in my blankie on the couch, or I didn't want to get out of bed, or I was just going to watch more episodes of the same show that I'd watched over and over and over again. I was in a real state of loneliness. And I had my family there. I had my extended family there. I had my church family just 
down the road. I, I had friends who would go out with me the moment I would call, but I didn't want to do any of that. Um, I felt sick. I didn't feel like I could. Again, depression. And, and I felt lonely. You know, and I even got online to try to find people who, you know, people who had endured heart attacks at age 39 and, and what they went through. And there was nothing there. I mean, who goes through a heart attack at age 39? And, and so I'm alone. No one can sympathize with me. No one can understand what I'm going through. No one can feel the way that I'm feeling. And so it was that inward turmoil that I was going through that extended itself out into loneliness. So the first thing you've got to do in order to overcome loneliness is to find out what is causing this. Because chances are you're not truly alone, but chances are the circumstances that you are in have caused you to feel alone. And I want you now to think about, okay, what is the source of my loneliness? What what has caused this? And, and why am I going through this the way that I am? And so, so I've got to have this awareness of what is taking place. So obviously, I would say the second thing we've got to do after we figure out what's causing this is we've got to put people in our lives, not the ones that we're with all the time, reaching out. Because one of the greatest things that we can do to overcome this loneliness that we are in is to start connecting with people. Maybe it's just somebody who's going to pour your coffee at the coffee shop. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's an acquaintance. Maybe it's just walking off the back porch and talking to a neighbor. But I need to make connections. I I need to get out from within the the struggle that I'm feeling and start getting around people. I, I need to make opportunities for genuine conversation in my life. Because if I don't, I'm going to be like that guy in the twilight zone and I'm going to go crazy. Because I can only talk to myself or zone out and watch TV for so long before it really starts to cause some mental and psychological damages. So let me encourage you. It's it's like Joshua. When you read in Joshua chapter 1, one of my favorite passages in the Bible, where Joshua is mourning the death of Moses. And, and God comes to him. And it's probably been weeks that Joshua's been hanging out in his tent. He's not been getting out. Moses is dead. He's got no future ahead of him. He's got no reason to continue. Why even try? And God comes to him and says, Moses, my servant is dead. Jesus says in the New Testament, let the dead bury their dead. Man, that's harsh, right? What, what's God saying when he says that? What he's telling Joshua is what's done is done. Now it's time to move on. You say, well, Trey, that's easy to say. You've never lost someone like I have lost. Maybe not. Okay, but I have lost my health. I've nearly lost my own life twice. I lost everything that I ever knew that life was. And it was a dark, dark place for me. And I didn't care if I saw anyone. But yet, as I was laying on the couch one fall afternoon, not wanting to do anything, I got a text message from someone that said, hey, let's do coffee tomorrow morning. And everything inside of me said, no, cancel it. You're not going to fill up to it. 
And as I was sitting there debating on what to do and just ignoring the text and acting like I didn't get it, God took me back to Joshua chapter one and said, Moses, my servant is dead. Now get up and go. It wasn't the Jordan that I had to get up and go after, but it was to get up and go over these circumstances that's knocked me down. Get up and go over myself and everything that I've been facing. Get up and go. And so I I had to fold up the blanket, throw the cat off of me from off the couch, and literally make myself get up and go. I picked up my phone a hundred times that morning to cancel that coffee, but I went. I don't remember what the conversation was about. I don't remember anything about it, but what I do remember is that started a turning point in my life because I was able to get up and get out and even tell this person I was having coffee with, yeah, just dealing with some times of loneliness and, and some discouragement. And I don't even think they paid attention or knew what I was talking about, but it didn't matter because it allowed me to open up and to express some some struggles and some feelings that I was having and just allowed them to talk to me and me to talk to them. And it was the beginning of a healing process. And so let me encourage you, yeah, the coffee shop's a great stop, but have somebody there. Let me encourage you to call your pastor, to call your childhood friend, to call someone you know you can confide in and someone you know you can trust and just talk. And and just how are you doing? Go with the list of questions, memorize the questions and, and give them opportunity. And don't sit there and think, oh, I can't wait to get home. I can't wait to get home. There's no place like home. No, Dorothy, don't do that actually engage, actually listen, actually make them feel important, actually go so they don't know you're going for yourself, but they actually think you're going for them. And I'm telling you, it'll change your life completely. Okay, number three. And in all seriousness, I'm, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here, but I'm telling you, in today's digital age, Online communities and social media, yes, they can play a positive role, but let me tell you, they can play a negative role as well. Those Karens out there that are just going to plaster you, or maybe that's why you are where you are because, you know, things people have said or critical remarks they've made or comments they've made on your post, and it's got you in this place. It might be a great time to step away from social media. It might be a great time for you to step away from from the stress and from the anxieties that this is bringing and and just take a deep breath and just get into real life, right? Get into real life people and real life things. So if I'm going to step away from social media, then what am I going to get into? Well, number four, I'm going to get into some things that are going on in my community that can help me. So instead of sitting around and flipping through my phone, you know, maybe it's going to be once a week that I'm doing this painting class or 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 maybe it's a book club or maybe it's it's, you know, in our local running shop, there's people who run every Monday night and I might not be much of a runner, but I think it's a good time to start. So you go down to the local running club, you buy yourself a pair of shoes, you find out there's other beginners that are going to be running there too. And you get out and you go for a 20 minute run with this group of people and you have nothing else to do but suck wind and talk. And maybe you're sucking so much wind, you don't even have to talk. They're talking to you. And and that can be huge, right? And then number five, what you can do is you can volunteer. 
And, and when I'm in this state of loneliness, you know, it's all about me and all about me and all about me. But when I when I find a soup kitchen, when I find a place I can serve, when I go to the homeless shelter, it automatically shows me that there's a whole lot more people out there in worse shape than I am. But it also gives me an opportunity to give back. So it helps clear my head. It helps me to see where other people are. It helps me to get out of myself. It helps me to serve. And it helps me to come out of that. And so loneliness is real. Trust me, I know. And I'm telling you, I know what it's like to hold on to that couch and not want to let go. But you have to. Okay, I'm not God. But it's time to get up and go, Joshua. It's time to get up and across that Jordan. God tells Joshua, I've got great things for you. I've got the promised land waiting for you. I've got cities that are going to be conquered by you. And God is wanting you to know that he's got great things for you as well. And, and we might think we're alone, but the Bible says God never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's, he's prompting us to get up. He's, he's trying to push us off the couch. Now, let me encourage you then to take that next step so you can overcome loneliness in your life. Because what I would love to see more than anything is to you become an asset now in your community and not another statistic that I have to read about in the future. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast video. Share it, like it, let other people know. Subscribe to our channel. We'd love to, I'd love to have you there. And as we do more videos and more of these things that can help us as we're all just on this journey of life together.